And welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest is kind of a goat. And by goat, I mean greatest of all time. Like, there's not many people out there with careers like this gentleman who have just overhauled a complete industry, and that industry is the movie industry, one that we're fans of. This guy has inspired me since I was a kid to like be in movies to one day even direct movies. I am talking about Mr. Steven Spielberg. How's it going, Steven? Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you, it seems like you're, you've been on a roll lately. You've been like coming out with a movie every year. Sure. Staying busy, staying busy, you know, uh, idle, idle hands are the devil's playground. Uh, that's what they told me when I was a kid. So I, I stick to that. Now, what I brought you on today because you were recently in the news mm, about mm. Um, talking about the Academy Awards and thinking that like Netflix shouldn't be nominated for Academy Awards. Well, uh, uh, I want to maybe clarify that Netflix. It's uh, it's not anything against Netflix, but the movie experience is uh, is a very specific one, and uh, I think. Um, Releasing something that might be viewed on a phone or a television or a smaller screen is not the same experience. The same way um, uh, you wouldn't want the Grammy Awards to uh, uh, give out music that exclusively played on ice cream trucks. You would want some kind of system uh, of, of consumption. And it's so a wait, you're, you're relating Netflix movies to ice cream truck music. Well, again, it's not. It's it's the way that you watch it. If Netflix wants to release a movie in in a cinema uh, and experience that on a screen, a large screen, um, in a room full of people, that's fine. By all means, Netflix should go for it. But I'm saying uh, the watching a, a cinematic masterpiece on a, a, a small smartphone is the equivalent of listening to Mozart exclusively through an ice cream truck. But I mean, I feel like I can watch your films on a smartphone, like. Can definitely watch Jurassic Park on my phone right now. Sure, but uh, well, let me ask you this: Would you rather watch Jurassic Park on, on your phone in the middle of a train, uh, or, or would you rather watch it the way it was intended, the way it was filmed on a large screen uh, in a movie theater? It's a it's a new era, you know. I mean, media is consumable everywhere. I mean, I don't even have cable. I don't like. I, I watch most uh -huh. stuff on my computers and mm. my laptop. Well, I think in that case, you you can create a new award show for movies that are on the phone. I I'm I think these things should win awards. I'm not saying I'm not taking away from their artistic merit. I'm just saying let's preserve the awards that we have for this medium. I mean. Stuff's not even filmed on physical film anymore. It's mostly shot on digital. I, I'm just lacking to see the difference that it makes that a larger screen is more important than like Netflix. Also, Netflix, like they, they even put them, their film. Uh, the one we're talking about is the movie Roma. Great movie. If you haven't watched it out there, go see it. Do yourself a favor. It's it's amazing. It, but like they actually even put it into like a handful of theaters to like qualify. Yes, they, they put it in a handful of theaters to qualify, but... That's just to qualify. They're, 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 it's again to bring it back to the ice cream truck. It's like if they, you know, they did one concert at Carnegie Hall of uh, the the ice cream man. That doesn't make it a, a symphonic masterpiece. 
But what if they played uh, This Is America on an ice cream truck? Uh, well, they, they could do that, but if it was released originally in the medium it was, uh, as it was on, on a record. I feel uh, like it was originally released like as a music video. Sure, but it also came out as a look. Uh, we're we're quibbling with, with with details here. I'm saying you you have an award show. It's about a specific thing, and if you if you if you open the floodgates soon, uh, is a YouTube video a movie? Does a movie need to be? Can it be five minutes long? Can it can it be screened at just you know a high school science fair? I'm just trying to make sure that the the Oscars maintain the credibility that they've enjoyed for the last uh, this near century. Now, what do you say to the critics out there that say you're just saying this because your movie, Ready Player One, was <laughs> not nominated? Uh, well, I would say if, if, if I wasn't nominated, I'd, I'd want to change the rules so that it was nominated. And uh, the fact that I'm still uh, uh, interested in uh, the Academy uh, proves that I'm not biased. In fact, I'm very. I'm the most. I'm the most unbiased. But that being said, Ready Player One. I. I. I, I do think it should have been uh, nominated. Um, it got just, mixed reviews. I think it like holds like a seventy something rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Seventy is a. It's not a, a bad score. I'm sure you know the. Uh, lots of lots of great masterpieces got bad reviews when they first came out. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but like I don't know. I, I feel like you've had some flops recently in your career. Over like I don't have flops. I uh, I have movies that make less money than you know the the, the gigantic blockbusters I have. Speaking I of have... gigantic, I think your gigantic flop was the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant, giant flop. You see what I did there? Uh, I, I do, and I feel like it was a giant insult uh, to my face. Uh, the B, the BFG was a fantastic movie. It was a, a, a creatively bold, and I, I feel like it will it will uh, gain appreciation over the next couple decades. You, you think in the future people are going to look back to the BFG and they're going to think it's as good as E.T.? Uh, maybe even better. You, th- you think the BFG... What, what was that car I think uh, someone agreeing with me outside. They, they, they're fans of the BFG. Yeah, there's uh, there's not a lot of them yet, but uh, they're strong. Okay, I mean it, they're BF fans. Uh, uh, big friendly fans for the BFG. Wow, uh, I I personally didn't see it because I I, I just like kind of saw the reviews and I was like, yeah, I can pass on that one. Sure, I, I think that's a poor way to approach movie watching in general to just look at reviews. I uh, I mean, do you watch movies that get bad reviews? I I watch movies by artists I admire. Uh, well, like, what movies do, do uh, Steven Spielberg watch? Because you are kind of this like master of film, and we like we don't get to hear too much about what yeah. the masters are watching. Uh well, as as you know from my movie schedule, I'm, I'm a very busy director, so I don't have time to watch a lot of movies. So I generally stick to my own movies. I just watch my own movies. So how, how do you get a, a feel for like what's popular? Like, have you, have you not watched like a Marvel film? <laughs> uh, well, to answer your first question, how do I get a feel of what's popular? Uh, I'm Steven Spielberg. So uh, I think I have a pretty good feel of that. And that's why I watch my own work. Uh, Marvel, Marvel, it's, uh, it's fine. It's, um, it's uh, Marvel's like getting, you know, a, a Snickers bar. It's not a meal. Uh, it's, it's nice. And I think it's for children. Really? I, I, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Ready Player One was not. Also, Ready Player One feels like it was made for children. 
with with the heart of a child, but for the brain of an adult. Uh, that's that's originally the marketing slogan I wanted to go with, but they thought it was a little too uh, heady. <laughs> and you don't think Black Panther was made for adults? Uh, no, for 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 adults, sure. Uh, not necessarily fans of uh, of of books um, without pictures, but uh, I think some adults for sure. I I I don't want to draw the ire. I'm I'm already in a lot of hot water. Uh, recently, I, I just think, uh, you know, there is a difference between uh, Hamlet and a comic book and Hamlet being uh, BFG. Now, this is coming from the guy who made Indiana Jones in the Crystal Skull. So you should. Oh, I see what you did. Uh, yes, I, I think uh, the Crystal Skull was uh, it was a departure from the original movies. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, some people were upset and I, I think, uh, that's natural. Uh, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like when mommy gets a new, uh, new boyfriend or husband, you, you know, at first you're like, this is, uh, this makes me uncomfortable. But then decades later, perhaps you realize actually he's a really great guy. It's almost been 10 years since the crystal skull or it has been, yeah, it's been 10 years and people still think bad movie. <sighs> It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know what to say to you other than like that one has a rotten re- score on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I know I shouldn't go by that, but like it's an aggregation of what everyone thinks. It's what everyone's saying. It's an aggregation of a uh, couple critics, and 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 as Steven Spielberg, uh, people sometimes you know if they they see an opportunity to take a pot shot, uh, they'll go for it. But uh, uh, you know, I am I am Steven Spielberg still. You are, and you you are the greatest money maker in all of like Hollywood history. I mean, you you your films have collectively made more money than like directors like <laughs> James Cameron. Oh, <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, no, it's impressive, though, James. Uh, you know, he, he takes his time to make a movie. I think what's well, been a decade since uh, the Avatar first came out. But uh, you know, he's 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 uh, he's uh, he's fine. He's fine. No, he's fine. Like a like a, a fine wine. Uh, you know that you enjoy once every decade or so. I mean, um, he produced that movie Alita Battle Angel. It, it didn't do too well, but you can't you can't take credit for that one because he didn't direct it. You've produced a lot of stuff that I produced a lot of hits all over the world. I mean, you, you've produced a lot of weird stuff too, like Gremlins was a movie you produced. Gremlins, uh, yeah, cult classic, cult classic. Goonies, another cult classic. You yeah. Know, this, yeah. I, do you feel like you, you're kind of been left in the '90s and '80s that like you're career hasn't transformed enough to like meet modern film uh i think we're in an era where there's a lot uh more mediums um for consumption um and you hate them all no i again i i think uh you know there's nothing there's nothing wrong with with candy there's nothing wrong with a little uh snack here and there but uh, if you want the filet, if you want the lobster, uh, you uh, you call Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but okay, I just don't understand how someone can say that that, that only watches their own films. Well, I think when there is another director who comes up with something as good as one of my films, I will happily watch it and concede that it is a great film. But that has yet to happen. I mean, just even over the last few years, there's been like Guillermo del Toro with uh, 
the shape sure. of water, you know? Sure. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just feel like that story. We already had a beauty, beauty and the beast. And, um, I mean, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma and gravity. These, these are all like, I feel like films that you would like. I occasionally, uh, I will admit that, you know, when I watch my films in the theater, which is important to reiterate, I do see the trailers to a lot of their films. And I, I feel like I get what I need, uh, from those trailers. I don't need to see more than two, three minutes at a time. I, I just want to know what you're thinking of accomplishing. Are, are like with this stance you've been taking? Are are you trying to like eliminate movies on streaming platforms? What what are, what is no, your goal? Movies are fine on streaming platforms. Create an award for those movies. What would you call that? I would call them TV movies. We did not let TV movies into the Oscars when it was TV. I don't see how Netflix is not TV yeah, but just TV because it's movie, on your laptop. TV movies weren't good, you know, and some of them were like miniseries. I mean, the Golden Globes and the Emmys acknowledge those. It's 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 about it's about the medium. There's if, no commercial breaks in these movies. Okay, so let's take an example. Do you think uh, uh, should a commercial qualify for best picture of the year? No, because it's well, a commercial. Okay, well, uh, what what if it's a very cinematic or, you know, we say commercials used to be bad. Now they're good. Now they have more of a story. Next thing you know, you have vlogs being nominated for award show. Next thing you know, some kid is, uh, is singing happy birthday to his grandma. And the grandma says, you know, that should win an Oscar for best picture of the year. An award show is about parameters. And I don't want to be the rule guy. No one likes the rule guy. But I'm telling you, if we open this up, Soon it's Netflix, then it's twenty minute things, then it's 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 uh, it's vines. But isn't this the evolution of film? Isn't this where we're going? I mean, before when film was starting, there was no films with words in them. No one talked. You know, it, it's 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 about it's about the medium, which is a screen that is big. Uh, these screens are getting smaller and smaller. Uh, uh, what what are you going to start watching movies on on your Apple Watch? Are you going to start watching movies on uh, some microchip they put into your eyeball? Why it's, not? I feel like that's the future. Sure, but then you need a new award for those, and they're called the Emmys, and or as I like to call them, the poor man's Oscars. So oh, so now the truth comes out that you don't respect TV. I, I respect TV the same way I respect cafeteria food for giving sustenance to people who don't have the resources to get something better. But I'm, I'm not going to nominate so many a meatloaf for the best meal of the year. I mean, there, there's so many people out here that like would rather watch TV than some of your recent films. Like, if you ask a person... Sure, what they so would they rather go to the People's Choice Awards if we're going to be basing it off just random people in the streets. I mean, if you ask even a critic what they like better, uh, the BFG or Game of Thrones, they're going to say Game of Thrones. And I'm going to say you can suck my BF... You know what? Because... BFD? My BFD, that's right. Uh, and, 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 you know, you can figure out what that means. Um but uh, I don't care. It's 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 about the medium. Why is Game of Thrones not nominated for an Oscar? Because it's not a movie. I mean, they want to make a movie eventually. They sure, and if they release it in a cinematic experience on a screen that is big, but then there's it can be nominated. There's also been movies like the Entourage movie that was like based off a TV series. And does that have more clout than the Entourage series? I mean, it was notoriously panned. No, just just putting something on a screen doesn't make it inherently good, but it does make it inherently a movie. Does it make it inherently better than TV? 
Uh, not inherently, no. You can. I've seen some. Uh, I've I've heard of. I've seen some terrible trailers in 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 my life, and I've I've told them they need to remove it from the beginning of my films. Uh, I only expect Oscar nominated trailers. Uh, to to be before my movies, but no, no, of course there's bad movies, um, but but the greatest movie is it is it better than the greatest TV show? Uh, well, I guess you tell me this. You tell me this. Is is the greatest filet mignon better than the greatest Big Mac? You know, some people will say, you know what, I want a Big Mac, and that's fine. But uh, you are trash. Wow. Okay. Um, harsh words. Now you say the greatest movie. I, I, I'm so curious on what Steven Spielberg thinks the greatest movie is. I mean, some, a lot of people see you as the greatest director of all time. Definitely one of the more prolific. I mean, you've, your career has been over 40 years long. Sure. What, what do you think the greatest movie is? It's BFG. It is not the... B- it is B to the F to the MF. G. You, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. I, I, I don't normally swear a lot, but I, I am almost livid right now that, like, it, it's not even, like, Jaws or E.T. or Raiders of the Lost Ark. You have so many famous movies. Why this movie? Uh, because uh, BFG, it's a, it's a story close to my heart. Jaws, it's about a shark. I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm real sick of talking about Jaws. It's about a shark. What about Schindler's List? Schindler's List is like on the AFI Top 100 list. Sure. And, and that list came out before BFG uh, was released. I think Schindler's List is an important movie. Uh, do I think it captures the core of humanity uh, and, uh, and, 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 and guilt and forgiveness like BFG? No chance. Uh, no chance. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, there is no giant in Saving Private Ryan. Thus, BFG is inherently better. Well, what's up with your obsession with this giant? Uh, because, yeah, as, as, as Steven Spielberg has, as the, the greatest director of all time, I am a giant in the industry. And uh, uh, BFG was the closest thing to my heart. It's, uh, it's tough being this big and this, this, uh, this prolific. All right. Well, on that yeah. note, we've reached the part of the show where we like to play a few games here. Um, sure, sure. The first game we like to play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I'm going to give you three names, and you tell me which category each name goes into. Sure. First name, James Cameron. Second name, Martin Scorsese. Third name, George Lucas. Um, uh, let's see. I, uh, I would marry, marry George Lucas. Um, I would, uh, I would kill Martin Scorsese. I, I think he'd like it. He's always been into the more violent, violent material. I think that would be a good way for him to go. I would murder him. And then I'd, I'd do uh, an inner monologue about how, uh, how tough it is to be the, the, the bad guy. And, uh, then that leaves me, oh no, I've yeah, made you're a big fucking, mistake. You're fucking James Cameron. Well, you know, he's, he's, uh, fucked, uh, all of society with his shitty movies. So I might as well, uh, fuck him. All right. Well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I'm going to say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Sure. Epic. BFG. Silver. Uh, Well, if you said gold, I'd say BFG, but silver, I would say Jaws. Screen. Screen, um, uh, big, if you want an Oscar. (laughs) Ice cream. Um... 
uh, no Grammy Award. Theater. Uh, that's fine. Real. Uh, giants. Camera. Um, uh, penis. Lights. Camera. Action. Steven Spielberg. Performance. Uh, 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 meh. Big. FG. Friendly. G. Giant. Steven Spielberg. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today, Steven. Thank you for coming. Is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out? Uh, if you have not had a chance to see the BFG, uh, don't uh, pretend that you know if it's good or not. All right. Well, go see that. Probably don't. Uh, thank okay. you again, Steven, for coming on the show. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised, so instead of having the actual Steven Spielberg with us here today, has been my buddy Gianmarco Soracy. How's Hello. it going, man? Good, good. I'm gonna go listen to Steven Spielberg after this, and yeah, I, I, I feel like um, it's it's a it's a higher pitch voice. I don't know. He's very like particular though, and um, I feel like he's gotten to that point in his age where. Um, He's definitely like getting a little senile. Sure. He's 70. Uh, he's two. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's like, he's getting up there. He still looks good. Yeah. He, he doesn't that, look that old. Uh, Cause he works a lot. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, I, I hear what he's saying about the Netflix thing. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a tricky, I think it's tricky. I think award shows are inherently bullshit. But I understand the need for parameters. Of course. And uh, it's hard because the Oscars, like, uh, Roma, I, I don't care if Roma's nominated. I think that's great. But they did spend, I think, $20 million on advertising to for for an award. Yeah. And it's just, it's more like, that's why are you defending... That's more than they spent on the film. Yeah. Like. It's like, why are you in... What's the point of... Uh, of of like upholding this this institution that is so inherently horseshit? Like, who cares? Who cares who wins the Oscar? Yeah. I mean, I just think, like, gradually the Oscar I mean, Green lose. Book won the Oscar. And, like, yeah. and we, we, we've made it known on this show our opinions on Green Book. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, um, I, I, I refuse to see it. Uh, and look, Ready Player One wasn't nominated. So what the fuck are the Oscars? Did you like Ready Player One? I didn't see it. Though. Oh, but okay. I feel a kinship for Steven Spielberg right now. It was, I, I enjoyed Re Ready Player One a lot. That's good. It was a lot of fun. Um, do you have a favorite Steven Spielberg film? Um, I, ha <laughs> I haven't seen VFG. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of his recent works, but Jaws, Jaws to me, I had a waterbed at the time that I saw Jaws, so it like was very poignant. <laughs> and uh, You're just like in your bed, you're afraid of freaking sharks going to yeah, pop yeah. out of it. Yeah. Uh, so that was amazing. I mean, you know, clearly, clearly a genius, but Jaws definitely. I mean, he's got so many great films. By the way, I want to do a little bit of a correction and omission right now from our last episode. We did our Whoopi Goldberg episode last, great. and we couldn't figure out if Whoopi Goldberg was in the color purple or not. She was Oscar she, nominated. She for, most certainly was. <laughs> no, because we thought we were confusing her with Oprah, but Oprah was also yeah, yeah, yeah. in the color They're purple. They're both incredible. Have you there seen was, the color purple? No, I haven't. It's like... 
Because I only know Whoopi from like I know late Whoopi, and like Whoopi in that is she. That's what she won the Oscar for. They no, always no, say no, for she ghost. won it for Ghost. She yeah. won it for Ghost, but I'm saying like she. I think that was because of Color Purple. She is astounding in a Color Purple. I believe it. I I, I know there's like the remake with like. P. Diddy and stuff. And that's the color purple that I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know they made a movie version of that. It, it, it is what it is. You know, it like it, it was a, it wasn't a movie. It was a TV series. Or, yeah, yeah. It was a TV movie. Oh, OK. Yeah, sure. So, so it was like definitely like not as great, I'm sure. But it was also it was like, well, I feel like I know the story. Yeah. <laughs> I feel how that's like awful to say. It's really good though. And Oprah's apparently, it's like Oprah's first role. They said a story that uh, when she did her lines first, she said it directly to the camera because that's how she was used to. Yeah, because she was a newscaster. Yeah. And which to me is a stat, like the think of a big budget movie and someone doing that and being like, oh my God, what have we done? But she is amazing in that movie. I don't know how Oprah, that's where you're like, oh, I guess Oprah is a genius talent. Yeah. She was nominated for an Oscar for that film as well. Like, I'm, I'm so glad I, I went back to look that up and that I was doing Steven Spielberg today because like, I, I, I felt so bad when I like saw it and I was like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, 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 some of these movies I don't like get around to. There's a lot. Yeah. Steven Spielberg in particular, he has a lot that I've, I've never watched Schindler's list. I'm sorry for every, all my listeners right now. I've never watched Schindler's list. It's great. But I like, I feel like a bad Jew for not watching Schindler's list. But that, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough night to be like, you know what I'm in the mood for? The saddest movie in the entire world, and it's black and white, right? It, well, it, it's it's the, there's parts of it that are colored. There's like parts the of the red color, dress, yeah, but it's stuff. just like it's just a, it's a slog. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing though. I mean, don't get me wrong, and it's isn't that Liam? Yeah, it's Liam Neeson. There you go, Liam it's Neeson. Ray Fiennes. It's, there's a lot. There's a lot of famous people in it. Um, Liam Neeson is an episode I want to do soon. Um, yeah, he'd be good. But like, he, he's in a lot of hot water right now. Did you hear That's about how to do it? Oh, the, who didn't hear? The, about it? Yeah, how he wanted. <laughs> oh boy. Um, um, like, uh, I think people. I think, I think his career has survived it. Yeah, of course. Because no, because he's like known as this like gritty like wanting. Yeah, like, a lot of it is like what's gentleman. your brand exactly. And he already has like movies in the can. And honestly, with a lot of these, I've always found it fascinating that some of these people they get very lucky in that they have movies in the can and the company's like, uh, we're going to defend them because we really want to release this gigantic movie. Has Spielberg done any movies with Liam Neeson other than Schindler's Nest? I, I can't think of. I'm not no. sure. Cause I know Spielberg likes to reuse his guys. Like well, I yeah. think the only reason why the BFG was made was so could Spielberg could use Mark Rylance. Yeah. Again. And like that's, he did. Mark was like known as the greatest, theater male theater actor of all time yeah mark rylance is amazing yeah and Um, he looked good i saw the trailer for bfg it 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 didn't look like something i would enjoy but uh, he's great yeah yeah just like i don't know it's just an odd story to choose it's um the guy that made willy wonka or uh, the the original story that made oh uh, really yeah it's the same guy like does matilda and charlie and the chocolate factory there's that same author that's cool that bfg was one of his stories i can't remember the name of this author but like it was one of those things where like people were like did anyone really want to see this movie Uh uh uh-huh like it came out i think in august which is a weird time for like a spielberg movie to come out sure same thing with Ready Player One. Ready Player One came out in like 
February or March. And I was like, this feels like it should be like a December movie. Did it do well, though? Yeah, it made a lot of money. That's good. But like, it was also just like, did they know that like this was going to be more summer blockbustery and not like Oscar bait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I mean, even some of Spielberg's like Oscar-y films, like Lincoln, I find incredibly boring. Lincoln is so tough. That's because that's when I see it because I see all of Daniel Day-Lewis stuff. And uh, it's hard because this ending, they try to make it dramatic, like will... Will they he end die? Slavery or not? And will he die? But they do that vote of like, will they end slavery? And like, you're like, we know how this ends. There's black people in the theater with me right now, and it uh, and they try to add all this music. So it's real hard to take a historical movie and create suspense around something that you know the ending. But for. he like cut out like all the big like Lincoln speeches. Like you didn't hear the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No uh, Gettysburg Address. I, I'm sure, I just wonder if he knows, you get to that age, he has like a whole, I remember there's something about Shia LaBeouf, you know, when he was burning all his bridges, he was talking about working on Indiana Jones, and he said it was just like a kind of a factory, that he just knows exactly what he wants, and there's a whole team that that it felt more industrial. So how, yeah, how you lose a bit of heart. is he still doing? Yeah, or you know. Although I heard Bridge of Spies is really good. I, I didn't see I Bridges. do need to see that one, yeah. You said you like Mark Rylance. I like Mark Rylance, but I never have seen him except like two movies. I'm like, oh, I get it. He's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. You know, movies, it's tough to get around to movies, man. <laughs> you know, we, we have these phones that you can just watch. I know, I know. On, that Steven Spielberg really seems it's, to not like. Spielberg like, is like, especially, I'm so t- I get home from stand-up so late. And like, if I'm back at two in the morning, it is really tough for me to be like, let's watch a Schindler's List type movie. It's just a lot. You don't want to just pop in Schindler's List. I just put on Frasier. And I'm I, just I, like, I feel like BFG is something you could like fall asleep to, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> You're like, you know what? That'd let, be a great advertisement. Let, let, a movie you can fall asleep to. <laughs> let, let's get a little stoned and uh, see what this giant movie is about. That would be a funny advertisement for a shitty movie, just like as a as a sleep it's aid. N- no, I, just, I feel like it's one of the, like it's one of the more non-offensive movies out there. Yeah, <laughs> like the. That's. I feel like that's what the consensus on the BFG was. Like this movie is non-offensive. Sure, sure. It's like that movie uh, that came out a few years ago, Pete's Dragon. Yeah, there was like the remake of the Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. It's just like this movie um, will not bother you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's uh, nothing to write home about. But anyways, enough about Spielberg. Let's hear a little about you, Jean-Marco. You're a comedian, sketch artist, actor in the city. What do you got going on? What have you been up to? Um, Doing a lot of stand-up. Stand-up is kind of my bread and butter. And uh, uh, my sketch team is called Uncle Function. We're going to Toronto. Yeah, I saw that. That's exciting. Yeah, it's our first trip as a team. We've been together for like four years, which is How did you guys start out? Pretty rare. Uh, I did this off-Broadway show called That Bachelorette Show, which was like a recreation of, of That Bachelorette Show, but like in a nightclub where we danced with the patrons. And uh, is it theater? No. But it's off-Broadway, technically speaking. And, of course. Uh, we, the, the producer made a sketch team out of us, uh, like as kind of a whim, as like a very small side project. Um and then the person who spearheaded that just added two other funny friends of his. And ultimately, he kind of lost complete interest in the group. The person who founded us left. But the rest of us 
through liking each other and liking each other's comedic sensibilities stayed together. So do you guys all write or is there like writers on the team? Uh, we all write and perform. Uh, Jessica does more performance than writing sketches, but we do kind of all our edits together. Well, so we throw Jessica under the bus there. It's just, it's just, it's just, she'll say it herself. It's just like the roles where we all, we write our drafts on our own. We don't really write scripts together. A couple times it's happened, but we kind of bring, make it at home, bring it in and edit together. And gotcha. so I think that's what gives it a, a degree of cohesiveness altogether. Mm-hmm. So Jessica is like part of, you know, it, whenever you break it down, it always is like weird because you don't want to, discredit anyone's where all the sketches were all written by us in a certain in a certain sense um and uh yeah we perform in all of them we all have theater backgrounds kind of we didn't come from the comedy world originally gotcha two of them are on mod on ucb now and i'm doing stand-up and uh, the other two do a lot of theater broadway and off wow um so yeah, we just love each other. So I do that. Yeah. And we do that like a monthly at the pit and exploring some other stuff. We do got you know the, when your next show is? Uh, so Toronto Sketch Fest is coming up for all your fans of Toronto. We'll be there Friday and Saturday headlining. Hey, you know, I, there's uh, listeners all over. Yeah. And then uh, I think we're back at the pit April 18th, 17th or 18th. It's a Thursday, Thursday 8 p.m. But it's all on the website. Um, and then stand up, I do pretty much every night. And uh, headed to Pittsburgh for the Burning Bridges Festival soon. Um, I'm I got into the second round of Caroline's March Madness this Ooh, Tuesday. Exciting. So yeah, I perform at Caroline's Westside Comedy Club, Stand Up New York, Broadway Comedy Club, LOL, and yeah. uh, I always post all the shows. Yeah, and the, you you post those on your Instagram, Instagram uh, mostly Instagram and Twitter. It's my name. It's at John Marco Cerezi. That's G I A. Yeah, I was about to say you got a hard <laughs> name to spell. I know, and I try to get just John Marco, but it's taken. And I hope one day to be famous enough, I I have yeah, someone I mean, there's find a re- them. I, I understand. I, there's a reason why I go by Aaron Max on this show. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I've got an annoying last name to spell. People tell me. Someone told me the other day, someone was like, you just go by John Marco. I love when people who I don't know very well are like, just change your whole name on stage. But they said, just go by John Marco, which I'd like to do mm-hmm. if it wasn't pretentious. If it yeah. wasn't pretentious, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I don't like my last name particularly. You're the John Marco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had a the, that'll make it even even less pretentious. So it's John Marco Cerezi at uh, G-I-A. N M A R C O S O R E S I, but it's just my name in the episode title. Oh cool. yeah, he posts a lot of great content. Give I him try a follow. Um, I give it a shot. Yeah, give us a follow too. We're at Yes and I am on Instagram. Go give us a follow there. We post photos and stuff. And uh, if you're wondering what this uh, handsome gentleman looks like, also if you're just too lazy to spell out his name, you can uh, click on his photo on our page, and you'll be able to find him right there. There you go. Oh. Uh, also, let, let me just like close out the show here and say, give us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps more people find the show and that keeps us happy. Also, if you want to check out my sketch team, Ratitude, we are having a show on March 26th at the People's Improv Theater at 7.30. We're part of Super Free Tuesday, so it's a free show and we'd love to see you there. Thank you again, everyone, for listening and we will see you all next time. 